What's up, sports fans, and welcome back to an all-new episode of Football Fanatics here on Final Timeout Sports. I'm your host, as always, Forbes Crowley, joined by my co-host, Fernando Doctors. For this 14th episode of Football Fanatics, we're just going to be breaking down all that happened in week one of the NFL football season and looking ahead to week two and our favorite storylines heading in. Nando, quick thoughts. I mean, what a week one, honestly, Forbes. We, we got what we hoped for. Some crazy upsets, some pretty lackluster performances as well, a lot of surprises. Why don't you kick us off, Forbes? What was the biggest surprise of week one? Biggest surprise for me, I think, really comes down to the Packers with an extremely slow start. Um, you know, only scoring one touchdown, Aaron Rodgers, no touchdown passes, one interception, only throwing for 195 yards. Um, obviously, a lot of that lackluster performance can be um, drawn down to the receivers. A lot of drop passes, um, not a lot of space, and so that was definitely disappointing, something they're going to need to you know, go back to the, the whiteboard and figure out um, because if they're not going to have – you know, uh, since they don't have the Devontae Adams type receiver, they're going to have to figure out how to make it work with that young and experienced receiving core. Um, and then also, I mean, the the Vikings, that air attack was destroying the Packers Insane. secondary. I mean, yeah, Kirk Cousins, 23 for 32, 277 yards and two touchdowns. I mean, granted, <laughs> Justin Jefferson nine receptions, 184 yards, and two touchdowns. Adam Thielen was the next uh, closest with three receptions for 36 yards. So um, they really got torn apart um, through the air. Um, and, you know, they did also give up over 100 yards rushing. Um, and, you know, so that's a disappointing start to their 2022 campaign. Um, disappointing start to um, Aaron Rodgers trying to win another MVP um, award, but you know, at the end of the day, this is week one, as everyone's been saying it, this is the week where the most amount of crazy controversial takes get made. Um, you look back at game one of the 2021 season for Green Bay, uh, they lost 38-3 to um, to the New Orleans Saints in a game there. Rodgers only threw for um, I think 130 yards. Um, they only had, I think, like 20 rushing yards. It was brutal. Um, but then they came back and they won seven straight games and only dropped three more the entire season um, on their way to, I believe, that was uh, a number one seed. So, you know, it, it's definitely way too early to completely count out the Packers. Um, you know, they're going to Chicago this weekend. Uh, we'll see if Aaron Rodgers still owns the Bears. Um, it's going to be great. I think it's that Sunday night 820 game. That'll be a great one. Um, but definitely going to need, you know, another couple of weeks to really get a good sample size. You know, these young receivers, hopefully they're going to make strides, or at least hopefully for Aaron Rodgers, they're going to make strides. Um, so that is going to ideally lead to some development of that offense in the coming weeks, but we really don't know. Um, so that's going to be a, a more of a wait-and-see type situation. Nando, what were your biggest uh, takeaways or biggest surprise from uh, from week one? Before I before I respond to that question, Forbes, I have to piggyback off a couple things you said here in regards to the Packers. I mean, it was another slow start yet again uh, in week one. You know, back-to-back -back years coming out flat out the gate. 
Um, and they they got they got annihilated to say the least. <laughs> yeah. That being said, of course there were those two offensive plays that could have totally changed yeah. the complexion of the game. Obviously, the first one being uh, a drop from uh, Christian Watson that was a for sure seventy-five yard uh, tutty to the house. Uh, but we instead, we could have got that. Yeah. <laughs> Always love to say that. Yeah. You know, I'm sure he's like hard on himself. You know, he's caught that one a thousand times in training uh, on the practice field. But unfortunately, when it mattered most, it just slipped through his hands, uh, literally and metaphorically. And obviously, that second um, offensive play being, you know, AJ Dillon getting stuffed at the goal line. But uh, I mean, you can just look at Justin Jefferson's stats alone. Obviously, this guy is an absolute freak of nature. I think that he will be the top wide receiver this season for sure. Um, like, there were times where, especially, I would say, pointing out his second touchdown, there was just nobody near him in, like, the middle of the field. And he's, like, he's like turning, but, like, turning towards the sideline because he's obviously not looking and thinking, damn, I'm definitely going to get hit. There's someone near me. There's no one even close to him. <laughs> yeah. And it's like, I mean, God, if Kirk Cousins has the ball in his hands, you sure as hell know that obviously they've got some, they've got some, you know, quality talent across the board. But Justin Jefferson's that guy. Yeah. You, can't, you can't leave him open. And he absolutely punished a team that just looked unprepared, uh, to say the least, in week one. And, you know, they're going to go. You know, they have that, uh, what is it, Sunday night game against Chicago. Yeah. I'm sure... Like you said, it, it was just a week one. I wouldn't go as far to say fluke because we've yet to see who, you know, Aaron Rodgers is really going to be throwing the ball to outside of that uh, backfield with two, you know, quality players in A.J. Dillon and uh, Aaron Jones. I mean, who, who's the receiver he's going to depend on? Obviously, he didn't have Lazard, but I mean, I don't, you know, we, we can only, we, we got to just wait and see yeah. what Lazard can show. Um, that being said, uh, oof. Next surprise, I think, has got to be the, it's got to be the Broncos, man, the Denver yeah. Broncos. I think that loss alone. I I don't participate in a survivors pool, but if I were to imagine, a lot of survivor pools would be busted week one because of that one. I don't think anybody saw the Seahawks winning that game. You know, regardless of it being in Seattle, um, on you know Russell Wilson's little revenge game. You know, yeah, um. I don't know where to begin. I think I guess I have to begin with that uh, that uh, final minute drill um, that we saw. Obviously, uh, Coach Nathaniel Hackett. This is his first year as a head coach, um, but you know, I haven't played a down of football in my life, and I'm screaming at the TV to call a timeout. Um, I think that says I think that says it all. And you got you know Russell Wilson, who's a beyond experienced quarterback. You know, won a Super Bowl. It's, uh, I mean, somebody's got to figure it out. I mean, I don't understand in what world would you go, would you bang on a 64-yard field goal? And what was it, only one person ever has hit a 64-yarder? Yeah, I saw a statistic the other day. Sorry, I don't mean to hijack your time here, but I just want to hop in. This this one statistic really blew my mind that Russell Wilson, um, in his career, on fourth and, pardon me, less than five yards, um, he's made it. Uh, he's gotten to the down of distance uh, 60% of the time. More than fourth and five, he's gotten to it 40% of the time. <laughs> and the amount of 64-plus yard field goals made in the last 30 years, 6% of them made, and I believe that 
it, it's one, I believe, Justin Tucker. Um, so, Crazy. you know, I can't do those numbers off the top of my head, but I think the percentage is probably <laughs> better to go with Russell Wilson. So, yeah, I that's a, that's a first game head coach mistake that... You, you got to put yeah. some on Russell Wilson, though, man. Like, oh. you, like as a quarterback, you got to know your kicker's strengths. You got to be like, yo, I'm going to the 39-yard line, banking on, you know, McManus hitting a 55-yarder around that. Like, if you want to go, like, high 50s, fine. Like, you know, very few guys in the league, you know, you'd expect to make that one um, any given kick. That being said, though, you do have to... You do have to point to, you know, a couple of frustrations you had, at least with Russell Wilson. I know you, uh, you Forbes are Jerry Judy owner, and I'm a Cortland Sutton owner, and neither one of them was targeted, really, in the first half. Yeah. And it's like, come on, dude. Like, you are, you are a future Hall of Fame quarterback, and you have two assets at your disposal, and you're not even going to look their direction. It's like, come on, there's nothing super you know, haunting about the Seattle secondary that was, you know, not leading to more targets on that. Especially after Jamal Adams went down. 100%. You can't forget about that. Yeah. Um, But I do have to say, uh, I think Javante Williams did have a good showing. I think that uh, he's really good at making people miss, um, especially if he's getting, like, a screen and has, you know, space to run before he he sees his first defender, um, which I think is definitely a positive. And, you know... I definitely see the Broncos going up from this one, um, but you do have to point out what a glaring loss this is, especially when, like, you know, yes, the Denver Broncos have, I think, the easiest schedule in the league, but it's like the game against Seattle is one of the easiest ones, you know? Like, you have to keep that in mind. That had to be a must-win, and they they fell short, especially when it mattered most at the end. Um, Yeah, no, I definitely agree, I think, um. Yeah, especially in that division. That yeah, you're right. It's not going to get any easier for them. Um, they got to play obviously Chiefs twice, Chargers twice, um, and Raiders twice. Like they yeah. they couldn't really afford to drop a game to the Seahawks of all teams. And another thing coming. Yeah, you know I know we're spending some some time on this this game, but the the fact that um, you know no timeout was called. When they got that first, uh, when it was um, leading up to that fourth and five, um, and you know they st- it started with 50 seconds left, and, and you know Russell was trying to get everybody going, get everybody um, in the right spots, and you know there, I looked at that situation as there were really like two scenarios: either Russell didn't think to call a timeout that early, which you know, for a veteran like him, that's bad. He should have totally. called a timeout. Or that means he didn't feel, even if he thought that he should call a timeout, it means that he didn't feel like he um, had the the ability to or he could call a timeout. So that's either the, you know, first-year head coach not put enough, putting enough trust in him, or that's him just not thinking to call a timeout, which is just not good for him. So, not good in slightest. You know, yeah, I, uh, I think... This is going to be a game to forget, obviously, for the Broncos. But, um, yeah, they need to really step it up and step up quickly because it's, yeah, it's not getting any easier for them. Um, You know, moving to another game, one that I will say I 
was happy to see that because it made my you know predictions right. You know, the Cowboys Bucks game. Um, even before the Dak Prescott injury, the Cowboys offense didn't look good. Um, nope. CD, I'm especially annoyed because he's my number one receiver. Did not look like a wide receiver one, especially with Dak, who always puts up big numbers, even if he's not winning the important games, because he doesn't. But, you know, <laughs> um, it's just, I think that the the Cowboys are, are done already. I mean, you know, it's not something I was willing to say about the Packers, but now you, you have Dak out for six to eight weeks. You know, Jerry... Um, Jerry Jones didn't put Dak on the uh, on IR because he said he wanted to, him to be available within four games. But I think that is either him just being facetious or that's him, you know, wanting to push Dak back early. Which you know, I'm sure he wants Dak to play more. I'm sure he's annoyed the amount that Dak hasn't played and hasn't um, produced since signing that record deal um, and guaranteed money at the time. Um, but you're not going to get the production out of your, you know, franchise quarterback by forcing him back early. Um, but, you know, it's going to be tough. Uh, I believe what they have Cooper Rush and, and Will Greer to, to turn to. Um, that's not good. They're going to be in trouble. Um, you know, the, the next eight opponents for, for the Cowboys, Bengals, Giants, Commanders, Rams, Eagles, Lions, Bears, and then a bye week. You know, I see two games that, in the Bengals and the Rams, that they would have lost before the Dak injury. Now I would, like, without a doubt, now I'd say, you know, the Eagles and the Commanders game could also be in trouble as well. Um, obviously, they're, they're, they're lucky enough that they get to play the Giants, Lions, and Bears. Um, but, you know, their season is really, in, in, like, in tr- trouble of, being over before it really starts and totally you know my my last point on this rant i guess would be that i think that um dak is is really part of the problem in dallas um you know there are a lot of problems there but it really starts with dak and his selfishness i think that he absolutely held the cowboys hostage getting that new deal um he's an average qb getting paid in the top 10 qbs in the league um you know since he's been given that massive contract, he absolutely has not stepped up to win the important games. Um, you know, I, he's he's like an off-brand, I don't know, any good uh, quarterback in the league. Like, I, you know, any good slightly mobile quarterback in the league, he's so much, so much worse than. So I think that he is not the future for the Cowboys at this point, um, and they're being hampered by his excessive contract and Zeke's excessive contract that neither deserved and haven't justified getting. So, yeah, it's it's. I say it's going to be a long season for the Cowboys, um, but, you know, we'll see. What do you think about that one? Yeah, I mean, they just got completely outplayed. Their offense was so lackluster. I think that their offensive line did better than I expected. Um, and so did their defense, honestly. I think they held the Bucks pretty well. It's only one touchdown, obviously. They that, did. Their defense was definitely a highlight th- for that game. Totally. No but I, I think that if Micah Parsons goes down, they're in trouble. Like, oh, the yeah. amount of, of, like, his impact on the game is insane. Um, 
Next and couple of years, I see he 100% could be best player, best defensive player in the league. Oh, 100%. He had an absolutely great game. I don't think Brady was really settled um, yeah. for the most he part that game. And, and definitely was never comfortable. 100%. It was just, you know, some, some plays of, you know, pure brilliance, you know, finding Mike Evans in the end zone for that one-handed catch. That's like, insane. That's just their connection in the, in the red zone, to say the least. But, you know, they didn't really pull away from the Cowboys. I have to agree with you. I mean, before the injury, Dak was unbelievably just, oh, my God, just so, it's like, it, it just <laughs> average. It's yeah. just like, just so average. Uh, that being said, though, I was pretty disappointed in CeeDee Lamb. Um, I think that CeeDee Lamb, although he didn't get any drops recorded, there were definitely a couple where it's like, dude, if you're not going to catch that, Dak's not going to throw it anywhere better, and is, you're just not going to get anywhere, dude. Like, you know, the ball might be a little bit behind you, could be a little bit low, but you got to reel those in. You really do. Um, and especially that state of the game. So, you know, this loss um, is going to sting, um, but what's going to sting more, obviously, is lacking Dak. You know, there's this whole hype around Cooper Rush, who, you know, had that, who's 1 0, I guess, as a starter in the NFL. <laughs> Last year, and yeah. And people are really going crazy about it. Um, you know, threw for over 300 yards, maybe two touchdowns. Um, but, you know, who do they got? This They got the Bengals at home, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no, and the Bengals obviously losing that heartbreak against the Steelers. Like, they're not going to come out flat, you know. I'm not expecting, you know, Joe Burrow to have five, five uh, turnovers this this time around. Yeah. So they're going to definitely need, you know, I'm, I'm going to – they have to rely on C.D. and Dalton Schultz, really. I mean – Zeke was like, you know, there there's some times where he can, you know, get that five, six yards, but it's like really just like Zeke, man. I don't we we can't the Dallas Cowboys cannot ride behind ride behind him. That being said, I think that, you know, with this injury, this is really gonna be the Eagles uh division. Um I think their offense looked their offense looked better than their than their defense, which was shocking. Um, granted they played the Lions. Yeah. Um that being said, I think that Jalen Hurts showed that his potential is definitely greater than, than that of Dak as, you know, running for a, more than 90 yards and really utilizing A.J. Brown, who's just a monster. In, um, yeah, immediate impact from A.J. Brown. I mean, immediate. Um, he was just big manning all of those uh, DBs out there. Um, and that was, yeah, they, they're going to be... Um, I, I'm still iffy on if I'd say I feel you know I wouldn't say I feel confident in Jalen Hurts leading the Eagles to a Super Bowl but I I, you know I think he can lead them to a division championship in a struggling NFC East totally he could definitely wreak havoc havoc sorry um I guess just to stay on you know the NFC least as, uh, (laughs) as some people say um, the Giants beat the Titans, and, you know, the Titans really blew it. Um, you know, obviously the missed field goal at the end hurt. Um, Saquon, you know, using his strength and his unbelievable talent to get, you know, convert on that uh, two-point attempt, which put them ahead by one. Um, I mean, the Giants are definitely not going not gonna to be making noise, but you know what? Like, this was a huge win for them. Um and definitely proved the haters wrong, I suppose. That being said, I think that in a close game like that, it's, it's, it's crazy 
that you know you're not you're not putting the king Derrick Henry, you know, giving him more touches. Like you know, twenty four or sorry, twenty one carries for like what was it, eighty two yards? Yeah, like a little bit less than four yards a carry. But it's like this guy is your best player, your best offensive asset right now. Like you know what I mean? You just lost AJ Brown, who we were just speaking about, incredible talent. Like you gotta be, you gotta be riding him. Like Hilliard did do. Did do well for you know the four or so touches that he that he had you know finding the end zone mm-hmm. and showing his you know explosiveness, but like in that kind of game you you can't let that one slip through your fingertips against the Giants. Yeah, um, I, I would gloat more about this one because um, I didn't think that the Titans were going to be all that this year, but I thought that the Colts were going to be better and they put up an absolute trash performance against what we thought was going to be the worst team in the league in the Texans. Yeah. Um, I mean, like, yeah, that was just bad. Um, I mean, in a, now in a division that has no wins from any team, um, which is insane given that, you know, the, the uh, Colts and the Texans played each other. But... Um, you know, got to give the the Giants their credit. They played an overall a good game against uh, the Titans. Um, you know, Saquon putting on a great performance, and um, honestly, I hope he has more of a bounce back season. Um, totally. You know, he's been hampered by injuries and obviously not the best team. So, um, hoping that he bounces back a little bit. Um, you know, there's one stat that I that I saw um, the other day said that. Um, Last season, there wasn't a single team that started 0-2 that made the playoffs. Um, and so we got, right now, 0-1 teams. Pats, Jets, Bengals, Titans, Jaguars, Broncos, Raiders, Cowboys, Lions, Packers, Panthers, Falcons, 49ers, Cardinals, Rams. Wow. Now, eight of those teams were playoff teams last year. Um, not saying this is obviously a set-in-stone statistic or anything, but, you know, it does... You know, suggest that if you start off poorly, start off in a rut, it doesn't bode well for your season. So, totally, you know, uh, I'll take us over to our to our Pats. Huge game for us against uh, against the Steelers. Um, again, you know, a largely disappointing um, game last week against the Dolphins. Um, you know, I will say that um, the second half had me a little more hopeful. Um, you know, second half we outscored them seven to three. Um, our defense played extremely well in the second half, um, limiting li- limiting them to only a field goal. Um, but yeah, the fears that were talked about during the off season and preseason about our offense seemed to uh, be somewhat realistic. Um, you know, a lot of the play calls. I mean, we're running high school style tosses and runs that really you know the it's not complicated and and it's really not going to confuse defenses and you could tell um you know by we weren't getting any um push on our line to start with and then um on top of that yeah we had guys in the backfield two two uh you know yards in the backfield right after they um they snapped the ball. So definitely uh, an offensive game to forget about. Um, 
uh, also offense or defensively in the first half. We definitely struggled at times. I think obviously we put it together more or less in the second half. Um, but it, yeah, the Pats need to to step up, get a big win here, or it's gonna be it could be a long season for us. Hundred percent. I mean, I think the offense was unbelievably mundane, mm-hmm. as you said. It, it really didn't seem like it was structured in any way that could, you know, throw, you know, opposing defenses off. Um, let alone Miami. That's, you know, it's a good defense. They're pretty good defense. Yeah, you know. Um, so we came out flat, and we probably got what we deserved, to say the least. Yeah. Um, making me depressed talking about it. <laughs> so. I do want to talk about a couple, a few games that were on my mind, which I thought were were awesome games for either just, you know, just, you know, being in awe of the game and just, you know, watching Patrick Mahomes just absolutely rip apart the Cardinals. Also, um, the Chargers-Raiders game and obviously the opening game, uh, Bills-Rams. But let's let's start off with, um, with Patty Mahomes and his Chiefs. I mean, you know... To be honest, it, it really looks like this is the best Patrick Mahomes we've seen from week one for the last three years. Like, he absolutely dismantled the Cardinals. Let me put an emphasis on the word dismantled. Yeah. Um, 66 total plays, 33 first downs. That's insane. That is the definition of dismantled. Yeah. Um, you know, he didn't even finish the game. Uh, his backup came in. And I mean, they just put on a clinic. Um, yeah, it's it's tough for it was a tough one for Arizona. Um, and then going back to you know the offensive struggles that we're expecting to see um, from Kyler Murray and his offense, I will say they actually played better than I thought. Um, but let's not rate the Chiefs' defense with any you know. Let's not laud these guys for anything you know. They're they are one of the worst defenses definitely in this league. Yeah. Um, who are riding on Patty Mahomes and Co. But I mean, damn, like there was one time that Kyler got sacked. Um, coming down the left side. Uh can't remember what D B it was, but it was like they stacked they stacked like one receiver that was clearly like, you know, gonna run some route. And it's like you're not like if you're not making that you know pre-snap adjustment with DeAndre Hopkins or without like you're putting your offense at a massive disadvantage. Like the, you need you need a play caller that's like seeing this stuff. And I'm not doing trying, their homework, huh? What's up? <laughs> you got to need a play caller that's doing their homework. Yeah, like congratulations, Cardinals. You know, on your you know contract extensions for for the coach, uh, for Kyler at QB. But like you know what, you're not making the playoffs after that. After that, we won performance. Because let me tell you one thing. I'm not expecting this Chiefs team to be, you know, as I've mentioned on earlier podcasts, to be that team that's going to just run away with the Super Bowl. The Bills just put up an unreal performance. And I think these guys are looking better than anybody in this league. And let me tell you, I think tonight, you know, Chargers-Chiefs is going to be a great game. And, you know, I you can definitely touch upon the Chiefs game if you'd like, Forbes, or if you want to segue to the Chargers game. But, I mean, I can't wait for that that showdown because, you know, Justin Herbert and Co. definitely looked good in week one. I mean, I, I will I will touch on both because, you know, I love talking about Herbert, my uh, my QB1 on my uh, my fantasy team. But I'll start with the, the Chiefs-Cardinals game. I mean, yeah, five touchdowns out of Patty Mahomes looking, you know, I think he... <laughs> 
he was definitely listening to the criticisms and all of the stuff that was being said about him in the off season. Um, yeah, he was you listening know. to me. You know. <laughs> yeah, especially <laughs> you. Hand. Yeah, um, but he, you know, he went out and put out put on an absolutely otherworldly performance. Um, and yeah, that Cardinals defense definitely needed JJ Watt, um, and that was not great for them. I mean, they. Uh, I honestly haven't checked um, to see how JJ is doing this week, but you know they can't afford to really drop any more of these games here. I mean, obviously the Chiefs game without DeAndre Hopkins was going to be a tough one to win, but yeah, they they don't have a lot of wiggle room here. So um, we'll see. Yeah, Chiefs definitely looked good. I will say I don't think they uh, they looked as good as uh, the Chargers. Um, I thought the Chargers against. Uh, an absolutely fortified uh, Las Vegas Raiders was insane. I mean, like I thought they their defense um, played extremely well. I mean, that the addition of J.C. Jackson and Khalil Mack on that defense now. Khalil Mack, especially. Oh my gosh, Khalil Mack is. Uh, I feel like people forgot just how versatile, how much of a monster he is. I mean, I feel like people just were started focusing on Aaron Donald and. And Cleo Mack was like, hey, don't forget about me. I mean, that literally, you know, game-clinching um, forced fumble. I think he had also a sack earlier on that drive as well. Like, he's a monster. J.C. Jackson's the number one, uh, one of the best corners in the league. Derwin James is one of my favorite free safeties in the league. Um, and obviously, yeah, they um, – God, Joey or Nick? Nick, it's Nick Bosa. Nick, yeah. <laughs> I always forget. They look exactly the same. They, you know, and they but do the same thing. They do, yeah. So, but you know, that defense is for real, and that offense is too. I mean, Herbert. I think, you know, I think he's one of, if not uh, the best quarterback in the league. Um, I think he's definitely the best up and coming quarterback in the league. Although that's controversial statement for sure. Um, but you know, th- this is going to be a fun game tonight. Um, you know, they are without Keenan Allen, but, um, you know, they're just going to have to have some guys step up. You know, um, Austin Eckler so really didn't do a whole lot last week, so definitely going to need a touchdown from him. I would like it for my fantasy team as well. I know you wouldn't love that because we're playing each other, but, <laughs> um, you know, yeah, other pieces of their offense are going to have to step up. But I got I got faith in, uh, in Herbert and, and the Chargers. I think I got them uh, – I feel a lot more confident with my pick uh, for them to win the uh, the AFC West now. No, totally. I mean, Cleo Mack and Joey Bosa. Is it Joey? I think it might be Joey. It's a Bosa. It's, it's a, a Bosa. Bosa. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Bosa combined for 16 pressures and four and a half sacks and two turnovers. Literally just dominating. Yeah. Like, complete domination. Um, that being said, I think the Raiders looked a lot better. Um but I think their O line struggled. I mean, they just had <laughs> they had to deal with these two all night long. You know, Derek Carr, you know, likes to hang on to the ball a little bit too long. You know, doesn't it doesn't have that quick release necessarily. He's not that guy. You know, he's not that guy. Yeah, <laughs> he's, he, I, I think he's better than you than you rate him. But yeah, he's not he's not one of the best we've seen to say the least. Yeah. But I do have to say, um, <laughs> I mean, just if they're getting to the red zone, they're they're in good hands. Because Devontae Adams is uncoverable, to say the least. Yeah. You know, he he's a generational talent. And it was a tough grab, you know, his touchdown. But, like, he makes it look easy every time. 
Um, that being said, how do, how about we segue to um, the first game of the NFL season, Rams Bills? I think. I guess I'll start us off. I mean, the Bills could they have looked better, Forbes, as an overall football team? I don't think so. I don't think so either. I don't think so either. They really showed Matt Stafford and Co. You know, don't don't hang on your laurels for too long, and perhaps you know, as uh, Julian Edelman said earlier this week, it it uh, helps to play uh, preseason games. Yeah. <laughs> as they came out flat, honestly, yeah. and the Bills absolutely wowed on the offense offensive end. You know, Josh Allen, you know, showing us why we should consider him as one of the top QBs in this game. And they have assets, Forbes. They really do. Like, Stefan Diggs, Gabe Davis, and Isaiah McKenzie all scoring touchdowns. Yeah. And all looking great and hard to cover. Dawson Knox, on the other hand, you know, had a quiet game. But, like, hey, he, he's he's not somebody, you know, to to just look over by any means. I am a bit saddened that Zach Moss didn't have as good of a game as he could have. You know, he did lose that fumble mm-hmm. um, and wasn't used, utilized too much. But you know, his you can definitely see the value, especially from the you know passing down perspective. Yeah, you know, um, the quality that he's got. And oh, man, I I it, it's unfortunate Forbes, but you know what? At least. It, it might be a slow a slow season for the Pats, but you know what? The Bills are too damn good anyway that it's, you know, at, at, le- at least we have a competitive little division here. You know what I mean? And we get to see the brilliance of Josh Allen. Um, I think that this team has as good of a shot as any team to, you know, go home with the Lombardi Trophy um, when February hits. Um, that being said, I, I don't think we'll see the Rams again in the Super Bowl. Obviously, not to make uh, any you know don't quick judgments from a Week One performance, but I do think they're definitely missing the likes of Odell and Von Miller, to say the least. Here, um, their defense couldn't really hang um, with the Bills, and you know, Matt Stafford and Co. It was like if we're not throwing the ball to Cooper Cup, where where are we going with it? You yeah. know. So, um, I was about to say Sony Michelle, but Cam Akers barely involved. Um, there's some rumors that it had to do with you know lack of um, you know blocking and protection when he's you know not used. Um, but I don't I don't know what's going on there. But what were your takeaways from this squad from this game? Sorry. Yeah. Um, also, a little unnerved by how good the Bills looked. I mean, the. The Bills D had Matt Matthew Stafford as confused as Von Miller's haircut had all of us confused. Um, what was that? <laughs> uh, you know, just an upside down triangle for some reason. I don't know. Anyways, they the the Bills looked good. I mean, they really confirmed to me. I think that they're the Super Bowl favorites, um, which sucks to say as a Pats fan. And um, but. You know, yeah, their offense looked crisp, firing on all cylinders. Defense looked strong. Um, I joked about Vaughn Miller before, but, I mean, that addition to one of the best defenses in the league is is insane. So, you know, this is going to be – it'd be tough for the Pats to, to take the division, and I think both of us uh, had no, you know, disillusionment about that potentially happening. It'd be a wild card spot for us, if anything. But, you know – Great game by the Bills. They, I think, 
pitched just about a perfect game, um, more or less. Um, you know, going to, to tonight, great game, Chiefs uh, Chiefs Chargers. Um, last uh, last thoughts, who you got for this one? Who do I got for this one? Oof. See, you want to know something, Forbes? I'm going to go Chargers. I'm going to go Chargers in this one. And here's why. The Chargers are, believe it or not, the better team. You might not see it now, and the Chargers could easily lose this game, you know, playing in Kansas City, playing against Patty Mahomes and Co., not skipping a beat, you know, putting up one of his best week one performances we've yet to see. Um, but like, like for the reasons we've been discussing, this Chargers defense is going to be one of the elite defenses in this game. You know what? And, you know, I... I gotta go with the Chargers. I, I like this, you know, little four-point spread. I'm I'm definitely gonna slam the Chargers. Who do you got? I would be shocked if you say the Chiefs here. <laughs> so. Yeah, no, I'm I'm definitely going with the Chargers on this one. Um, they were my preseason number one uh, pick in the AFC. Um, they might have slid to number two given the Bills' performance, but still, I definitely think that they're you know top team in that AFC West division. Um, they're going to have to, um, you know, figure it out a little bit on offense without Keenan Allen in. But, you know, that I think that that air attack is great. That defense is um, going to be pushing Mahomes to places that, you know, he hasn't been since that Super Bowl against the Bucks. You know, that, that, that's going to be put, they're going to be putting pressure on him um, like few teams do. So I think that's going to be um, a great game, but that the, the Chargers are going to come out on top um, and take potentially, you know, uh, a commanding lead divisionally um, to that, you know, AFC West. Two division wins off the bat. Raiders, Chiefs would be pretty, uh, pretty good um, in terms of setting them off on a, on a good spot. So, you know, that's all we got for, for episode 14 of Football Fanatics and check into episode 15 for all your fantasy needs.